Welcome everybody to the Cellcast. Born of cold and winter, air and mountain rain combining. Welcome to the first episode of the Cellcast. Uh, joining me tonight is your host. He just likes warm hugs, Jacob. Well, thank you very much. And to our amazing co-host, Drew. Welcome to the show. Good evening. (laughs) I'm sorry, I make stupid voices like this all the time. (laughs) And that is very true. So, I I guess this is our very first episode. Uh, I suppose, uh, since this podcast was your idea, Jacob, why don't you actually start... Uh, tell us why we decided to do this thing. Well, this podcast was just came out of a little passion of mine. I've always loved animation. Mm-hmm. Always loved animation. And uh, and so I was I wanted originally just to be like, do a podcast. And about a couple of years ago, I put it out on Facebook and said, be like, hey, I'm interested, but no, like no one, you know, picked up or anything. And so, you know, time went on and mm-hmm. I decided, oh, be like, this sounds like a great idea. And then lo and behold... Drew, I stuffed stuff my nose in it. <laughs> yes, he did. Literally, I mean, I'm going through Facebook one day and says, "Hey, is anyone interested in uh, in listening to specifically listening to a, a podcast about uh, animated movies?" And I said, "Not only am I interested, <laughs> but if you're wanting a co-host, I will gladly come along with you." So uh, I invited myself to this thing, and I obligingly agreed. <laughs> so yeah, we're both just two guys. In animation, I mean, I'm a graphic designer by trade. You're an illustrator, yeah. I guess, to some degree. Freelance illustrator. Right. None of us have actually done animation ourselves. Exactly. Unless, well, unless you count my stupid little flash animation I lived, I did in uh, college that was literally the Pong, but with the planets. <laughs> I, literally, I, I had a moon go back and forth across a galaxy with two little bars coming up and down. Just enough to, to get the A. Ah. Uh, <laughs> I actually did animation one time. It was in seventh grade. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, back in like the late 90s. Late right. 90s, I was in advanced eighth grade art. Mm-hmm. And we had to do like a 10 second animation. Ten, like 10 second animation, hand drawn. Right. And it was a pumpkin saying happy Halloween. Hand drawn animation in seventh grade. Yes. What kind of special education <laughs> Because we didn't have anything the, like that the, in my the, seventh grade the very, class. The very special... I'm not going to say that. <laughs> uh, if, y'all, if y'all folks can't tell, we didn't meet till about two years ago. Nope. We grew up in yeah. different towns. Exactly. An hour apart, maybe. <laughs> yeah. And where do we meet? Church. Church. So, yeah. <laughs> By the way, we're Christians. If y'all yeah. don't like that, there's nothing we can do about it. Yeah. <laughs> Fair warning, I guess, to any who disagree with our point of view. We do have a Christian worldview, and that's just how we approach things. Exactly. So, if you, if, uh, you disagree with us, we're sorry. We can't do anything about it. This is just who we are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. Yeah. What do we like about animation? But like, oh, what, yeah. What, what is what has drawn us to, you know... But so love of animation. I feel like I'm giving my testimony here. <laughs> animation testimony. That's what we call it. Testimony um, animation. When I was a kid, and by kid I mean three or four years old, uh, I didn't have Disney Channel, but my grandparents got Disney Channel, so they would record stuff on v- VHS and right. bootleg it to me like, you know, anyone does. <laughs> of course. And one of the thing, one of the videos that they did, and actually it was the Valentine's Day special of, I think it was called DTV. It was a, 
essentially it was they would show just music from the different Disney stuff and anim- and the animation put to oh, okay. it. You know, pretty much it's a clip show, but oh, okay. for whatever reason, for the Valentine's Day special, they actually while it was still clip shows, they actually used like love songs from uh, like the seventies and eighties in pop pop music. Yeah, and then would animate stuff to it. Uh, in fact, one of the ones and, so, and actually that's where I got my uh, interest in the that era music too because let's face it i wore that tape out <laughs> that's something kids today won't understand wearing a tape wearing wearing the video out this is vhs by the way yes not even not even vhs this is recorded at a at, at three times the at three times the length the vhs is supposed to take because it's the you know the t120 where it's like Three, six hours yeah. of video on a tape that oh, I remember if you buy retail, days. it's only two hours long. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like poor video, quite poor audio, and it slowly deteriorated, deteriorates as my memory grows. Because I wore the tape out as I watched it. Yeah. But uh, there, we, at some point, I think it must have been the last VCR we got. Yeah. Uh, it actually had a setting on there where you could go frame by frame. Yeah. A, I didn't even know shows had frames. I didn't understand that as a child. <laughs> yeah. So I, of course, put in my favorite VHS one day. I thought, I'm just going to go to a certain point in here. I think I just started at wherever... Yeah, I stopped at last, and I and the video it was showing was, and I've never I've never found this anywhere else, but it was like a cowboy, a generic cowboy show. Yeah, and it was it was that they edited the video from, and it was going. I'm guessing it must have been like an old post Mickey Mouse animation short. Is my guess. It's some obviously sometime from the 40s, and that that Disney had put out. And I was watch. I was just putting going frame by frame and being amazed at every single quality that things like it goes by so fast. Like three mm-hmm. seconds, the, the the guy gets hit, the explosion happens, and you move on. And I'm watching going frame by frame and going, "There's stuff here you don't even see because it's passing by so." Fast. Exactly. There's that much detail, and so and so that pretty much. And I'll say so. I was a kid. We were yeah. all kids. We watched cartoons. Exactly. Because that's what kids do. Mm-hmm. They still do today. Right. And so there was that. But at the same time, there from that point forward, I was it, there was always that thought in my in my mind. It's like there's more here than I'm seeing because there has to be in order for, for this to happen. Right. Keeping in mind, I hadn't re- come to the understanding that 80s cartoons were made so cheap that we barely had mouth movements. <laughs> but... <laughs> mouth flaps! Yes. <laughs> so uh, that's re- how I really got into it. That's how I got an interest in animation. Or at least in appreciating animation. Okay. There was a brief time in the... Before I discovered anime... <laughs> Where I was like, I'm too old for cartoons. I'm not going to watch cartoons. I'm an adult at 12 years old. <laughs> <laughs> well, to, clar- so, to clarify for our audience what anime is... It's Japanese cartoons. Let's face it. That's what it is. Yeah, exactly. Because I guarantee some people were like, anime? What is anime? N- not so much in this day and age, but there yeah. might be a couple. There, there might be a couple. Right. Yeah. So, and it tends to be more serious. Serious is the wrong term. They tend to skew to a higher audience than, like, say, cartoons do because of the weird Western thinking of cartoons are for kids. Yeah, exactly. Especially in the 90s, late, yeah. late 90s after the yes. uh, after the cartoon renaissance ended when censors started paying attention to what the kids were watching again. Yeah. Uh, so where so, I could... Go yeah. ahead. I was, I was just going to ask how, uh, how you got an interest in animation. Well, my animation start, like, the first movie I ever saw in theaters, I can't remember, I think I was three years old, it was uh, Don Bluth's Land Before Time. Mm-hmm. I re- remember watching that movie and being scared out of my little mind. You're going to hate me for saying this. <laughs> okay. I've never seen Land Before Time. <laughs> in my defense, 
In my defense, by the time I was aware the series existed, there were 15 movies and I didn't know where to start. And he's not joking either. It's like it's like 30 now, isn't it? Something and like And there's a new TV show. Oh, what? Well, it's not new. I mean, it was like a couple years ago there was a TV show that apparently did so poorly it barely lasted a season. Oh, okay. So, I mean, what do you expect after after Don Bluth left the franchise? Yeah, he, he, he did the first one and then he left. And then everything went yeah, somewhere else. Yeah, became a money-making machine after that point. Exactly. Well, apparently, I don't remember this because I was three years old, mm-hmm. but we were watching Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Lovely movie. Yes, exactly. Amazing movie. Definitely it's, in our future. Yes, it will be. So, we're watching the movie, and I walk to my dad and be like, be like, can I draw something? And this is a story directly fed from my dad. And so, he goes and gets butcher paper and a pencil. Mm-hmm. And so the entire time the movie's running, I'm doing this up and down. I'm sitting right in front of the TV and I've got the VHS box mm-hmm. sitting in front of me. And so by the time the movie ends, I don't know how long this movie is. And so I walk up it's to dad. Like he's like two hours, I think. Yeah, it's two hours. And so I walk up to dad. He's like, dad, look, dad, look. And he's, he says is verbatim. It was an exact replica mm-hmm. of Roger Rabbit. And so that's basically where my love of animation started. Be like, you know, as obviously watched uh, Disney Afternoon with DuckTales. Yeah. Woohoo. <laughs> Woo! DuckTales. Oh, what is it? I can probably name them just as fast, but I don't know which one you're referring to. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, everything, other things that were on the Disney afternoon, that would have been, first off, Gummy Bears, which I swear I'm the only person who remembers. I vaguely remember it. Uh, of course, DuckTales. DuckTales, uh, Darkwing Duck. Darkwing Duck. Yes. Tailspin. Yeah. Rescue Rangers. Rangers. Yes. And I'm blanking on <laughs> what came after Darkwing Duck, actually. <laughs> it's all right. Because I think that's by that point, it's like, oh, I'm watching Nickelodeon now. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, during the eight, be like, this is... When I was younger, when I was younger, you know, back when I was probably a little under five, be like, there was a TV show called Thundercats. And I, I know they're on the move and loose. Yes. Yeah. Minus the new one coming out. I hope it doesn't come out. <laughs> it's going to come out. Yeah. Well, Blame you know, Adventure Time. Yeah. Well, combination of Adventure Time and what's the other one? The one with the jewels? Steven oh, Universe. Steven Universe. Blame those two. That's that's what's <laughs> driving all of Cartoon Network. Yes, I agree. Now, I have heard... For that good that, or for ill. Yeah. Now, I have, ha- have heard that those two shows are really, really good. Oh, but, I'm sure they are. It's, but I using get the into same it. style of animation to do something so iconic as, like, Thundercats or something like that, I understand it's for a new generation. I completely yeah, understand I that. would prefer them, say, with the anime-ish style that the original had. Yes. In fact, it was animated. In, yeah, it was. In, it was a. Was it a? It was made for Western audiences, or was it made for a Japanese audience and then got ported over here? It was. Uh, it was designed for a Western audience. Okay, but it was, but it was in, made over there. It was made and over there. They actually did the. It was like uh, Transformers was where they actually directed the animation over there. Yeah, and then sent it over to us. Yes, far as I understand. Yeah. Yeah, shows like that back in the you know the mid eighties was the shows that I just kind of glued into. Mm-hmm. Because I would be the kid who would sit there and draw everything. So I was drawing He-Man, Thundercats, G.I. Joe. I even drawed My Little Pony at one point. Well, Gen 1, I mean, you can forget it. <laughs> <laughs> now, granted, it'd be like when I was younger, I never watched My Little Pony. 
be like the new one seems a very fun show uh yeah that's where that's where my love of animation came from be like the movie that just sucked me in as a as a kid was probably who framed roger rabbit and the little mermaid because it was just the oh my gosh this is beautiful beyond belief mm-hmm and of course, be like you watch the Jungle Book, and you watch well, yeah. um, all the classics, all the classics, of course. And uh, I was the kid, be like, oh, I want to watch this. this; is so cool. And so, be like, you know, over the course of my life, be, being a kid who drew, who drew a lot, it's just like I just I got so sucked up in it. It's just now, I just mm-hmm. really, really enjoy it. And I I got introduced to anime at an early age with the uh, with uh, with Akira. Of all movies. That's not something I would expect no. a kid to watch. <laughs> yes. Or to even hold interest in. Well, the thing was, the thing was, we were over... Although, my... although admittedly, at the very end, with the giant mutant thing, yeah, that attacking could... Tokyo, it's like, that would have gotten my attention and would never have left my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I was, I was actually over at my grandparents' house, and we were just sitting there bored, and my parents, that my grandparents had cable. They had big, you know, satellite dish, mm-hmm. which we should throw tennis balls on. Oh, of course. Well, not that that affected the visuals, but... No, of course not. So, be like, we're watching Cartoon Network, which is amazing at that time. And this movie comes on, it's like, what in the world? How do you pronounce that? And it's just like, oh it's my gosh. Akira, or it's Akira. Uh, it depends on who you talk to. Yes. I don't even know if Japan pronounces it the same way. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, exactly. It means bird. I can tell you that. It means that, bird? That's what the word Akira means. It means bird. Huh. Interesting. It's the word for bird. Huh. Bird so, is the word. Bird, bird, bird. <laughs> Moving bird, on. Bird is the word. <laughs> but that was that was my first introduction to anime, and mm. shortly thereafter, uh, Toonami came up. Like it does with everybody. Exactly. Toonami came in and just like, oh my gosh, this is so much fun. Mm-hmm. Dragon Ball Z. On the next episode of Dragon, Dragon Ball, Ball Z. Come Next time on Dragon Ball Z. Z. <laughs> oh man, I love that show. <laughs> and I, I, it's so stupid. Yes, and, and like any, it's, any, it's Glora stupid. Oh yeah, it's um, over. It's overpower beyond belief. Yes. It's not. Uh, it's over nine thousand. Okay, so uh, and moving on to our next topic because I think we've pretty much done that one. Yeah, I think uh, I think we've you know properly introduced right. ourselves. So uh, what an what anime? What show? What what animated have you watched this week? Besides, mo- besides the movie we're just going to be talking yeah, about, obviously. Besides the movie we're going to watch, what we're talking about tonight. Uh, I had been told for months and months and months, for almost years now, that Jacob, you've watched How to Train Your Dragon. Mm-hmm. Yes. Have you watched How to Train Your Dragon 2? No. And my sister-in-law, I love her to death. She's getting on me the entire time. It's like, Jacob, you have to watch this movie. It's the most amazing movie well, ever. Well, yeah, you've got to watch it before the next one comes exactly. out. In, at the end of next month. Exactly. Or this month or whenever this goes uh, out. February 22nd, I believe. Well, yeah, but I just don't know if this is going to come up before February. If this is going to go out on the internet before February 1st <laughs> or not. Probably not. Who knows? But I've got time to kill. I've, got yeah. off, I've gotten off work. It's like, you know what? I'm going to relax. I'm going to watch a good movie. And I have How to Train Your Dragon 2 on Blu-ray mm-hmm. sitting right there in front of my phone. Yes. In front yes. of your television. In front of my television. Thank you. I can't speak right now. We're, we're, there's a touch adrenaline in both of us right at the moment. Yeah. So. Just a bit. Just a bit. So I pop it in and I'm absolutely floored. Mm-hmm. Floored by the animation, the style, the characters, the, the overall story with this movie. I'm just floored. 
oh my gosh, where yeah. has this movie been? Uh, sitting in front of your television, <laughs> exactly. it sounds like. Exactly. I'm sitting here going, you saw the first one and you didn't go to the theater to see the second one. No, what is wrong I didn't. with you? Uh, so, yeah, just... You not, know, that time, I'm, time, not that I'm one to talk. I've yeah, got plenty exactly. of stuff. Exactly. You know, time slips away from you and you don't think about yeah. it, right? Yeah. I understand. So, All of a sudden you realize, oh, that movie's gone. Yeah. That was short. I was like, I really wanted to watch that, but now it's gone. That's just, I don't want to drive to the house to watch it. Now i got to wait four months for it to show up or on sure. Blu-ray. I'm, assuming I'm averaging four months. Average four months. It usually comes out digital like within a month of it yeah. disappearing from theaters now. But hey. Yeah. Uh, but anyways. Yes. I thoroughly enjoyed the film. Thoroughly enjoyed it. It was just one of those films that just be like it just grabbed you and held on the entire time that you realize what happened to what's his face Hiccup Hiccup. Thank you. <laughs> his name is Hiccup, Hiccup. <laughs> the great the hero of our time. <laughs> Hiccup the Dragon Master. We like we learn what happened to Hiccup's mother. Yes. We, we learn a little bit more about the dragons. Be like, mm-hmm. we realize that, oh, there's this menacing threat. One to, you know, take over, like, take all the dragons away. and As, a, as you do. Yeah, as you do in a story. Yeah. And just be like, towards the third, third act of this film, where, be like, if you haven't seen the film, go watch yeah, it. Yeah, we, we're not going to spoil the movie until we actually get to the yeah, exactly. episode about the movie. Yes. But sucks you in and just holds you there the entire time mm-hmm. it's one of those films it's not one of those films that kind of grabs you and lets go right it just it held on to you the entire time until credits rolled and be like oh my gosh just clap yeah this is an incredible film and i cannot wait to see that that third one is going, it, I, I am looking forward to it as well yeah the the only problem I have is like it's it, it, it's really too bad that we can't get into the early showing because we live on the edge of nowhere. Yeah, exactly. And the closest, and the closest theater it's actually doing it is two hours away. Yeah, road trip. Except it's on a night where I have to be at work the next day. Yeah, so one of those is like no, like, we'll wait. Yeah, road trips are fun, but yeah, no, yeah, one of those things. Yeah, one of those. But yeah, definitely looking forward to How to Train Your Dragon: Hidden World Three. Mm-hmm. Just call it three. I, mean, I don't. I never remember subtitles. Yeah, I'm horrible at that. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's my current watching. Okay, what's yours? Well, I actually have two television shows. I'm kind of in the middle of. Okay, both of them are technically anime. Ah. one is I'm still working my way through a show that our fr- friend of ours, mm-hmm. who I'm going to be nice and not say his name because I don't know if he wants us to say his name exactly. on the air, but he has been letting me borrow an anime called uh, Angelic Layer. Okay. It is, you know shows like Yu-Gi-Oh! where there's a competition? Yeah. And it's kind of a, the whole, the entire world is hinging on the balance of whether or not he plays the card right or whatever. Yeah. It's not exactly <laughs> like that. <laughs> there's no heart of the cards nonsense <laughs> here. Um, but essentially it is a competition style show where yeah. it's, uh, these players are somehow telepathically controlling these little robots that only can only move when they're in the well the lair which is where the name comes from oh, okay. that they call angels uh that's what the robots are called and all the lair is is the battlefield where it takes place and it's a very nice and simple show it's good it's kind of fun it's straightforward and Admittedly, I kept watching this having seen so many of those competition-like shows. I'm thinking, any minute now, that robot's just going to turn to her in her room and and uh, tell her that uh, 
if, she, if they don't hurry up and save the world, the planet's doomed or something. I'm, I'm halfway <laughs> waiting for that, and it doesn't. it's not going to yeah. happen. And I'm very close to finishing that. I've got about ten episodes, I think, of that left. And I know he's wanting me to get that back to oh, him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because he said he wants to watch it again. Um, the other show, I just kind of randomly hit on this about Sunday afternoon, yeah. I believe. It's called, uh, I'm probably going to say this wrong, Agretzko. Agretzko? Agretzko. Okay. Oh, Netflix. yeah, Netflix. Yes. It is made by, it was, it, it was created by the people who made Hello Kitty. I heard that, yes. <laughs> and it is about a little fox, you know, because, you know, the Hello Kitty universe is all animal yeah. people. Yeah, I think she's a, a, she's a red panda, I believe. Red panda, sorry. In my mind, she is a fox, but then I'm a stupid American, so what do I know? <laughs> anyway, this red fox. Red panda. Uh, red panda, whatever. <laughs> red panda. Okay, out doing her, is tr- trying to work, trying to be an adult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, while I hate the term adulting, it's adulting the anime. Yeah. But the thing is, she gets, um, when she gets stressed, she relieves her stress by going to the car- local karaoke bar and singing death metal. metal. Which, which means every episode you go from nice, fluffy, little Hello Kitty style animals to heavy metal, crazy drawings, demonic looking stuff. It's like <laughs> you're watching going, this is silly, this concept, and yet I'm enjoying this. And oh look, all the characters are actually characters and it's not some stupid little show. <laughs> it's it's it, I, I remember looking at it thinking this is going to be a stupid little thing where she's going to face a, stu- a challenge every week. And next week it's going to come by and it's going to be like the last episode didn't happen. Yeah. It's kind of what I expected. No, there's a continuing story about her going through her job. Oh, okay. Essentially. And trying not to kill her literally male chauvinist pig boss. <laughs> <laughs> he is literally a pig. Yeah, literally. Um, uh. So, yeah, that's what I've been watching. Oh, that's cool. There is a bit of news. Okay. Before so we get into the movie itself, I wasn't I, I, and I wasn't looking for news. I just ran across it today. Yeah. Because we do want to at least talk about what... I don't know what term to use. Cartoons, animations, whatever. Anim- animated features. <laughs> animated features. Uh, I was just looking at, of course, the Academy Award nominations for 20... Is it technically the number last year or this year? It'd be 2018. So it'd be 2018. 2018, yes. 2018. Yes. Okay, so uh, Academy Award nominations came out this uh, for 2018. I scrolled down and found what Academy Award, what what animated stuff was being uh, nominated for the best anime feature. Yeah. Uh, so that would be, and I, I figured we could just give a brief description if we've seen it. What we mm-hmm. uh, quick, what we thought about it. Uh, first one is Incredibles two, which I know we both oh. saw because we saw it together. <laughs> yes, that was that was such a fun movie. Yes, such a fun movie. I finally got it. It's finally on my my shelf right now. Yes, I have two copies. Yes, that's right. You do have two copies. It wasn't intentional, <laughs> but I have two copies. Uh, yes. Great, amazing follow-up to the, hate the lack of the word, incredible original. Yes. By Brad Bird. I, think, I personally think the first movie is a touch better. Yeah. But that's only by a touch. I mean, yeah. I really like both movies. I mean, they both had good points. Right, yeah. Okay, uh, the second one is Isle of Dogs. I have not seen this Me one. Me either. I, keep, I, keep I, I know it's uh, a friend of mine. Uh, he loves the movie, and I pretty mu- and I probably should watch it one of these days. But I just haven't gotten around to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then one I've not even heard of, Mirai. Me either. Yeah, I don't know what that is. That probably means we're horrible animation people. It's probably the new animated a- anime one for all I know. Uh, and then of course we get Ralph breaks the internet. Oh, good night. Yes. It's got issues, but it it, do, it does has issues. Yes, I'd be like, uh, I posted my general review after watching these on my Facebook, on my 
personal Facebook. And my a friend of mine who is a Disney nut mm-hmm. and love this family because of it. They're mm-hmm. just Disney nuts, and yes. I love them for it. Uh, she asked, so what was your problem with it? And so I messaged her on, on, on a messenger on Facebook, mm-hmm. and it just ripped into this film. Like the the you know, like I love the film; it's a great film. Mm-hmm. But like you said, it has its problems yeah there's a couple of continuity issues with the first movie and it's a little strangely paced yeah it really feels like they had the concept wrote all their jokes in and then wrote the story that's kind of what it feels like yeah so yeah um, and you have a certain character that goes turbo and they it's one of it's one of those things where the first movie does almost everything right Mm mm-hmm this Second movie is just a little disappointing. Is a little disappointing. Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. A you little... get right down to it. Yeah. And then the last one on my list here is, oh. I think, the one that's going to blow all of them out of the water. Probably. And I'm sorry to say that because this is did just come out. Um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. <laughs> and the thing is, it is probably one of the best animated movies I've ever seen. Yeah, I. Agree. But I hate to say that, considering I've only we've only had it for about a month. Yeah, I think it's still in some theaters. It is in still in some theaters. So I, I, I hate to say, I hate, I hate to go out and say it's the, it's the be- one of the best animated movies. At the same time, it is very good. <laughs> yeah. Well, like the conversation we had before, I was very hesitant about this film. Yeah. You know, watching the trailers, it was like, I don't like the animation style. Yeah, it's so an- weird. But yeah. then you kept saying, "Be like, when you watched it, it's like, Jacob, you have to watch this film." Yeah. And so we. Me, you, and another friend of ours yeah. went and watched it, and it's so yes. beautiful. When, when, I, when I first saw the teaser trailer that came out, I think January of last year, Yeah, uh, I remember watching it and going, this is odd looking. Why uh-huh. are they going with this, what looks like a made-for-home-video tel- made <laughs> animation style for a theatrical movie? That doesn't make sense. Yeah. And I pretty much... Didn't pay attention, I think, when the second trailer came out midsummer. I didn't get really interested in it until I went to go see Venom. Mm. Because the end of after the credits they have a scene that says, uh, meanwhile somewhere else in the multiverse, and they show the scene where uh, Peter B. Parker is uh being dragged is a uh, and it come meets Miles, mm-hmm. and then they get dragged halfway across New York on the uh, subway. Oh, yes. I remember watching that and going, I'm watching this movie. Yes! This is the best thing you could do to sell this movie for me. <laughs> I was not even interested in this movie, other than it being a Marvel movie, until <laughs> I saw that scene. It's like, I'm watching this movie now. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, so, get, you, get, you get so wrapped up in the character story. You don't even notice the weirdness in the art. No, and, no. But then when you start paying attention to it, it's like, Oh, much in every frame. Exactly. And then you get Spider-Ham. Well, Peter Porker was <laughs> in the comic this is loosely based on. So yes. It's not like you could do this without him. Yeah, that's true. Because he was a major player. And, I, and I'm saying that because I've read through the comic recently. Yeah. And so, yeah. In fact, the other two, with the exception of, I think, of Spider-Man Noir, uh, the other two uh, ones also were created due to the original Spider-Verse comic book. So. Yes. But more on that when we get around to that episode, because that's definitely, that, that one we may not even do with the roll for. We may just throw it as soon as the home video's released. Yes. So, um, uh, that's that's the end of my news. Okay. I did... uh, which do, Of those, which do you think will win? Oh, 
Oh, that's just kind of, as an estimation. Just as an estimation, I would say probably, probably hands down Spider Man. That's that's going to be my choice too. That, yeah, that's where I'd go. I, I know there's probably some love for the others, but admittedly, the one I think has the more love I've not seen. So yeah. Anyway, we're to the actual review now, if that's what we're calling this, at least discussion. Yeah. Of uh, the movie Frozen. Because we wanted to break the ice. <laughs> we thought that'd be a good way to do it. Summer in the city of Arendelle. It couldn't be warmer. It couldn't be sunnier. But that's about to change forever. Arendelle. It's completely frozen. Cold, 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 cold. A real howler in July. Yeah? The land's covered in eternal snow. <gasps> really? If we don't do something soon, we'll all freeze to death. You want to talk about a problem? I sell ice for a living. Ooh, that's a rough business to be in right now. I mean, that is really... Mm, that's unfortunate. My lady. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> this is awkward. Not you're awkward, but just because we're... I'm awkward. You're gorgeous. Wait, what? Hi, everyone. I'm Olaf. <laughs> Hi. You're creepy. Well, I don't want whoa, whoa. it. No. All right, we got off to a bad start. I know how to stop this winter. Yeah. Hang on. I like fast. Whoa, 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 whoa. Get your feet down. This is fresh lacquer. Seriously, were you raised in a barn? <laughs> Let's go bring back summer! <gasps> Man, am I out of shape. Wolves. Stop! Whoa. Whoa. Are you okay? Uh, I've got a thick skull. I don't have a skull. Oh, Headrush! So cute. It's like a little baby unicorn. Now we just have to survive this blizzard! That's no blizzard! Sorcery. That's my sister! That would have been nice to know. Heads up! No. It is not nice to throw snow, people! Whoa, 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 feisty pants. Just let the snowman be. I'm calm. Great. Oh, oh come on! <laughs> Olaf. You're melting. Some people are worth melting for. You're just moving out right this second. Come on, buddy, faster! No! Hang in there, guys! I can't feel my legs! I can't feel my legs! Those are my legs. Oh, hey, do me a favor, grab my butt! Oh, that feels better. Okay, before we get too deep into Frozen, I told you I wanted to bring up a topic. Okay. A very important topic. Okay. That only us as guys can really talk about. Okay. Sorry, ladies. According to this movie, all men eat their boogers. <laughs> <laughs> Your thoughts? Oh, gosh. I, I, I absolutely loved it when, you know, Kristoff uh, started talking about it, like, yeah, all men do it. And I was like, you're sitting there going, do I do it? <laughs> I, I, I remember as a child doing it, obviously, like any goofy, yeah. immature child and, would. And the thing is, Disney does not even commit to this because when you watch the credits, you get down to the legalese down there where it would normally say like no animals were harmed in the making yeah. of this film. It says, Kristoff's views on whether all men eat their boogers is solely his own and is not, rep- is not representative of the Walt Disney <laughs> Company or any of its affiliates. <laughs> Oh gosh, yes. That was just, 
that was perfect. Like it was, it was the perfect little. Like okay, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna acknowledge, but like yeah, we don't agree with this, but it's too funny not to bring up. Exactly. So yes, okay, that was, I, I wanted to get that out of the way because I knew when we actually get to that point in our discussion, it was going to completely derail. <laughs> so uh, just a bit of background about Frozen. Uh, it is a 3D computer-generated Disney Princess movie that was uh, released by the by Walt Disney Animation Studios and is their 53rd animated film. And it is extremely loosely based. Yeah, extremely on loose. the on uh, the Ice Queen by Hans Christian Andersen. In fact, I think the credits say "inspired by." They yeah, don't even inspired. say "based it on." Yeah, it's inspired so, by. Uh, in fact, I actually looked up what's the. Uh, I didn't read The Ice Queen because I didn't have that kind of time. Yeah. But I read the Wikipedia article about The Ice <laughs> of Queen. Course. And from what I can tell, the only things The Ice Queen and Frozen have in common is there is a queen who can control ice. And there are trolls. But the trolls in the book are not love experts. Yes. <laughs> They're actually evil. So, like, yeah. all trolls would have been at that time. So, hmm. that's... Uh, and apparently, this movie, uh, The Ice Queen, along with The Little Mermaid uh, and uh, Emperor's New Clothes and a couple other Hans Christian Andersen classic stories, mm-hmm. were apparently going to be done back even before Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Yeah, back in the 1930s. Because uh, Walt Disney had was doing a co t- uh, co-production with... Stephen Goldwyn of mm-hmm. Metro Goldwyn Mayer fame. Exactly. That's where most of us would know that name from now. Mm-hmm. And it was a, a biopic, essentially, yeah. of Hans Christian Andersen, where the fairy tales were going to be animated by Walt Disney, mm-hmm. and then the stuff that was actually about his life was going to be live action. Yes. That ended up not happening for, because ironically, because they couldn't figure out how to make the Ice Queen character even at that time, where people would be able to empathize yeah. with the character, which was odd because I didn't even think she was, uh, and she's more like the Ice Queen you see in uh, Narnia. Yeah, I can't think uh, the White Witch. No, White Witch. She's not, a, which is a very good movie. It's a very good, but she's more like that than what yeah. we see here in Frozen in in the book, from what I could tell. Yeah. Rig- so yeah. eventually, that movie ended up being made. I couldn't find the name of the actual movie, but instead of the animated stuff, they used ballet. Yeah, for the for the fairy tales, so mm-hmm. I couldn't find the name of the movie. My apologies. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah, it's probably something like Hans Christian Andersen. That's the name of the movie. Pres- I'm guessing. Yeah, presents this. Yes. Anyway, so yeah, the uh, you're talking about how Elsa in the very beginning of how they were you know started developing this film mm-hmm. was very different because they kind of played off the idea that she was a evil queen. Yeah. That she her powers are revealed, she goes and she just turns cold. She turns mm-hmm. cold to be like she's got uh an army, I, th- I believe it was an army of polar bears. Like polar bears, she was That would make sense. She was twisted beyond belief. Mm-hmm. She wound up killing a bunch of people. And they're like, "No, no, no, no." That no. would work good in a Disney film. Oh yeah, that would look <laughs> perfect in a Disney film, right? But no, they decided no. Let's 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 tone it back a little bit. Let's yeah. let's let's make let's make our main character a little more sympathetic. So yeah. Well, the thing is, I don't. Despite the fact that the Ice Queen is the title character of the story, yeah, she's not the hero. No, of the story. she's not. She's the mean villain. That'd be like uh, if the Lion King was actually just named Scar. <laughs> It would be a cool. It would be a cool name for a movie. It's not representative of the movie. No, and that's kind of how I kind of pictured when I read about that. That's kind of how that was going to sound like. Yeah. Uh, the thing I caught was that at some point they were it was going to be called Anna and the Ice Queen, which is where the name Anna came in from. Okay. Originally, she was just going to be a village girl, not 
Elsa's sister. Okay. So, uh... Yeah, I'd heard that as well. Yeah. Which, that would be an interesting idea, but apparently it didn't get off the ground, and it did not get revisited to until production on what we now know of as Frozen started, which was sometime, I think it was either during Tangled, or like right after Tangled. Yeah, it was right after Tangled. Yeah, they started production, Wreck It Ralph, and Frozen were being in right. produ- they were both in production at that time. Which is ironic when one considers that Frozen 2 and Wreck-It Ralph 2 were both in production. Yes! That's what happens. <laughs> so, um, eventually they did tune it where it was two sisters. Like we see it now. Uh, they hired... Let's say hired. One of the, my, what I remember seeing was that uh, Josh Gad, that was one of the ones who was on it from like early, early on. Yes. Like I even when it was like... the, the, the other version, I think is when they actually hired him on. So he wasn't actually playing Olaf, I don't think at that point. He was just a different character. I'm I, not sure. I'm not sure because the Wikipedia article I read wasn't very yeah. clear as to what he was playing in that. Yeah. But, uh, Speaking of Josh Gad. Yes. I recently, I was doing an, an IDBM shirt. IMDB. IDBM. Or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but I was doing a search on Frozen. And this little trivia bar, and I was like, oh, I'm going to mm-hmm. look through that. And apparently, Josh Gad, be like, had done his recording, had done his recording, and be like, they went and saw a movie and a trailer for a very early trailer. Like, everybody remembers the mm-hmm. original trailer for uh, the movie. Which it's, had nothing to do with the movie. <laughs> had nothing to do with all it. was Olaf and Sven. It was Sven. Olaf and Sven, and there was a no carrot. voice acting. Yeah, the carrot goes the nose. Yeah, so apparently, he's sitting there with his daughter. I think she's like four, mm-hmm. four or three at the time. And so they're sitting there, be like, there's no vocal at all. All there is is, uh, he says, oh, hello, and laughs. Yeah. And his little girl looks at me like, that's daddy, not daddy. (laughs) And he loses it. Mm -hmm. He absolutely loses it because it wasn't the fact that he said a word. It was the fact that this daughter recognized his laugh. Right. And I thought, that's cool. So, uh, now we've hit the background of that. Yeah, we got a little background on it. Yeah, one last little thing I wanted to talk about. In terms of overall animation, yeah, and this that, that kind of blew me away was, and it makes sense that they would focus on this considering it's called Frozen. Uh, there was the ice and snow effects, yes. in animation. I I can't think. Uh, I think the last time you see this much, well, it's not even this much ice. You see a lot of ice on yeah. in an anime feature before this. It had to have been Frozen's mm-hmm. ice in uh, Incredibles One, yeah, which was what ten years before yeah. this movie, uh huh. And uh, one of the things I appreciate about what you see is the light lighting as it's coming through there. Because by this point, they had, I think both, I think even Disney had switched to having their lighting system being done by uh, ray tracing mm-hmm. instead of animating the light manually. The fact that you've got the ice coming through there and all the ice and snow, despite being, you know, cartoony. Yeah. is amazing to see and how they, do, how they handle it. I loved all the snow and ice effects in this and I'm so, so glad that turned out good. Yeah, I agree. Because I, that was one of the things I was a little spooked of the first time I went to go see it, because I knew how hard ice was. <laughs> or water yeah. water in general yeah. is hard to animate. And exactly, and there's a lot of it in this movie. Yeah. A lot of it. Of course, I only saw this movie once in theaters, and it was on opening day, so it was before all the little mothers and daughters went to go see the movie. And yeah. No offense to y'all, but y'all kind of drove it straight into the ground and kept going till you hit the center of the earth and maybe gone a little past that. <laughs> Uh, you know how many times I watched Frozen in theaters? How many? Three! <laughs> you did better than me. I got one. I thought it was good. And then by the time I got, had time, because you know, where yeah. I live, we didn't have a movie theater in town. Yeah. So I would have had to drive half an hour to actually go watch a movie. But um, by the time I had a chance to go back and watch it again, I was already tired of it. Because <laughs> I had already heard Let It Go far more times mm. than I wanted to hear it. Uh, yeah, actually, one of the funny things about me actually interested in the movie was the voice talent. Mm-hmm. 
because this uh, sounds really odd, but I love the music from Wicked, the the Broadway show. Okay, I haven't I heard it. So. Okay, it's really good. Adina Menzel plays the original Alphaba. She plays the Wicked Witch of the West and does an amazing job. And so I hear it, and it's like, oh, there's Frozen, and it's like, okay. And then I hear that voice when they start doing Let It Go. It's like, mm-hmm. that's Adina Menzel. That was one of the main pulls for me. It was like, oh my gosh, it's Adina Menzel. Mm-hmm. I love her voice and be like, and her as this Snow Queen. Yeah. Who is kind of an outcast, doesn't really know how to be like, is not rejected, but mm-hmm. she sounds a whole lot like her original character from Wicked. Sounds okay. like Alphabet. So my thought was, it's like, oh, okay. I was kind of blown away by that. Right. I was kind of a little bit. And speaking of. Speaking of cast, oddly enough, oddly enough, both Kristen Bell and Adina Menzel had auditioned for Tangled. Oh. Yeah, and they both wanted to, they auditioned for Rapunzel. And so the audition people should be like, okay, I I love your voice. I could see Kristen Bell maybe, but not... Adina Menzel in yeah. that role. Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, you're good. But, yeah, they just be like, the casting be like, you know what? I really like your voice. Be like, we'll give you a callback. We got a project coming up. Mm-hmm. And what that project was? Frozen. Frozen. Which, ironically, is probably the better uh, performing film. Although, I personally prefer Tangled between the two. I agree. Um, I'm, I'm, in the, I'm in the same boat as you. Yeah. Since we're talking about characters, I kind of want to talk about Elsa herself. Okay, yeah. I have... When I, I remember when I first watched this, admittedly, I don't know what it is about me, but the first time I watched something, I always, like, miss half the story. <laughs> I don't know why that is. <laughs> so, I, I remember the first time I was watching it and thinking, this seems to be, just be jumping from point to point to point. So, I didn't quite understand else what everything else was yeah. going through, other than, oh, she's got these weird powers, she doesn't know how to control them. Mm-hmm. That makes her a little worried that she's going to hurt somebody. So yeah. she had hurt Anna in the past. She doesn't want to hurt Anna again. I did not catch at that time what I caught this time. Okay. I was watching the movie actually just yesterday because I rewatched it to make sure I had good notes. Yeah. And I got to noticing how, okay, when they bring Anna to the trolls mm-hmm. to get her memories wiped. Yeah, at the very beginning essentially, of the film. At the very beginning of the film. They say something to the effect of, and I've got it written here, I should have had this brought up already. Fear will be her enemy. And then, of course, they put Elsa in a situation for the next, what, ten years, about? Roughly. Where she has she's doing nothing but fearing herself. Yeah. She's, so literally, every single problem she goes is based on the fact that she's afraid she's going to get out of control. Yeah, she's literally living in isolation. Right. So literally fear was her enemy because until she in some ways accepted herself for who yeah. she was, yeah. not during Let It Go, I'm talking about at the end yeah, exactly. of the movie, she didn't she didn't get to the other half of that where that she she didn't get out of the danger she to to get back to the beauty. She didn't get to the beauty of ice until really the end of it. Yeah. Even though through Let It Go you get to see a lot of beautiful beauty in that ice yeah. castle she builds. Yeah. And uh Yeah, when I got to I realized there's the the other thing about this. Yeah. This entire movie is Anna's fault. Yes, it is. Exactly. It, it is every it is single fault. thing. The, the re, why did Anna get hit by the by the ice bolt uh-huh. in the head? Uh-huh. Not because they were going and building snowman in the Great Hall with the powers. That was fine. Yeah. I mean, that's it's innocent. I yeah. that. But it's the fact that she kept jumping on each pillar. And, yeah. and, and her after sister, Elsa told her to stop. stop. She kept going. Elsa had to keep getting the things up there because if not, she was going to fall and hurt herself because she was too high. Darned if you don't, danged if you do moment. And right. it's Anna's fault that they were even there because she exactly. wouldn't stop. You stole and, one of my points. <laughs> and then you get to Anna deciding that she's going to marry Hans the day she met him, him. which is... 
I'm sorry, that is stupid. Yeah, I agree. I don't, I, but admittedly, I understand why she gets to that point because she she was isolated too. Which yeah, that, that, her that, being more of an extrovert and yeah. also being more of an introvert that wasn't good for her. Yeah, to be stuck in that in there by herself all that time. Yeah, but um, I, I guess what I'm trying to get at here yeah. is I did not notice how much her own fear was actually affecting. In fact, I didn't notice the first time that when they go to they show the funeral service for yeah. Anna and Elsa's parents, Elsa isn't there. Yeah, I didn't notice that until this last viewing. Oh yeah. So. So, yeah, that's that scene in particular was more because at the very end of Do You Want to Build Snowman's, mm-hmm. the two sisters be like, they're back to back, but a door separating them. Right. And I remembered that part, but yeah. I didn't remember in the scene right before that yeah. that you see Anna sitting there by, between the two tombstones, but Elsa's not there yeah. at all. She's never left her room because the emotions, because, you know, the feeling, because, you know, she's supposed to conceal, don't feel, to not use the uh, powers. Yeah. She was completely out of control of her emotions because her parents were dead, which makes sense. Yeah. That's a very real feeling. And I can see how that would cause that entire room to, to be honest, I'm kind of surprised at that point, it wasn't like the end of the movie where the entire castle is being filled with ice spikes. Yeah. (laughs) But there again, be like, she was, she wasn't at. She wasn't her, like, she wasn't an adult yet. Her yeah. powers hadn't fully manifested yet. But it was the... But she the, was... She, her emotions were still overpowering her powers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she was She was still living by fear. Mm-hmm. And that scene is just so beautiful where at the very end of that song, they're back to back with that doors in between yeah. them. And they both want... They both yeah. want to be you know, be with each other, but Elsa is so controlled by her fear that she's going to hurt somebody again. Mm-hmm. That she she be like, and she's she, not wrong. Admittedly. No, she's not wrong because we do because Anna does get hit later on with yes. the the in the heart where we were all worried about. Yeah, so yeah, there again, but like when like like you said before, be like most of this movie is Anna's fault. fault. <laughs> it's Anna's fault. Because even, even bless her, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bless your heart. Bless her heart. <laughs> she just wanted to be. She just wanted to be around other people. Well, yeah, the the you know continue continuing to go with the idea that this entire movie is Anna's fault. Mm-hmm. Anna, Anna, whatever you want to call it, I call her Anna <laughs> because that's the other. I kind of go with what they say in the movie, <laughs> which was Anna. Yeah. So that's what I'm going with is Anna. Okay. But uh, yeah, just the the fact of like when. After Elsa's fled to the mountains and crater, big castle, mm-hmm. the whole let it go scene. And, yes. You know, Anna finally, Anna, Kristoff. Olaf. Olaf. Spin. Sven. Sven. Sven was the name you couldn't remember. Yeah, Spin. Yeah, they finally, they finally get to the castle and she confronts her sister. It's like, she does, she makes the situation worse. Be like, yeah. even in the songs, be like, yeah, please, Anna, you're only making it worse. And what's interesting, if you watch the background oh, yeah. in the castle, when she realizes she's not able to, even up here, she's not able to escape the, the quote-unquote curse yeah. of her powers. Yeah, she can't control her. It's, it's, she, she's, she's still hurting people. You see the, the, the ice of the castle crack in the background, and you can almost see water yeah, in the, almost. On, on the wall. Yeah. Be like, I, I love that scene where it's just more... Because when Elsa, when Elsa realizes the, all the, the replications of her, what she's done, be like, it's that storm that she's bowling mm-hmm. around her and boiling around her. Yeah. Her emotions are getting the better of her. And Elsa, I mean, Elsa, Anna, is just be like, oh, we can fix this. Oh, I, I can help you. Be like, lady, girl, give you're not helping. Give her a minute. <laughs> yeah, give she her. She needs to think. Give her, bre- give her some breathing just, room. Just. Go outside for a minute. Let her think. She's got to get over this. Mm-hmm. But no, you're going to keep talking. I can help you. 
for one for the first time in forever i'll be right here and i'm and as an introvert myself (laughs) not that it sounds like it right now no but as an introvert myself when you have that type of impact where you realize you're still you didn't fix the problem when you did when you essentially hit the uh the atomic bomb button. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of what you, she did. Yeah. That still didn't fix the problem. You need a minute to think. Yeah. It's like, exactly. what do I need to do? Is there anything I can do? And of course, that's why she says she yells, I can't. Her powers go out and hit Elsa square and mm-hmm. El Anna, Anna, whatever, Anna. in the heart. <laughs> <laughs> kind of an interesting side story. When I was younger, I was. I was very much like you. I was a very much, I was an introvert, but I was, I was an introvert, but I was very social. It's kind of weird. I have this, uh, this relative who, oh, Kirk, let's just say it, my brother, okay. a, a younger brother who I love to death. And, but when we were younger, he would just keep pushing and pushing and pushing mm-hmm. and pushing to get me to talk about something. Cause it'd be like, I don't want to talk about it. Cause I'm trying, I'm trying to process it. But he's like, it's like, Jake, you gotta talk about it. You gotta talk about it. You gotta talk about it. Be like, just, just, badgering me about it yeah and so literally i would explode and say it mm-hmm. so which is kind of what elsa did yeah exactly it, it was her frustration of it be like be like i can't be like enough mm-hmm. you know when she throws that ice wall up yeah <laughs> it's and insane. just like it may just, just like in real life when you do something like that mm-hmm. it hurts the ones who are trying to help you exactly yeah i, I follow what you're saying yeah because people have good intentions when they do that yeah but, but they don't realize give me a minute yeah. i need to cool off you're only making it worse yeah literally yeah let it go like <laughs> let me breathe. this is the one time let it go is the actual term here Let's talk about that song, Let It Go. Okay. Let's face it. Elsa is lying to herself the entire song. She is. I agree. That song, people talk about how it's an anthem for strong, independent women. Mm-hmm. Letting it go, you know, to heck with hot water. Who cares about anybody else? I'm woman, hear me roar. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. Right. That's not what that song is about. No, it's not. That song is, I'm finally away from everybody. I can do it my way. Right. And I'm going to do it. What I do, what I think is right, right. Mm-hmm. and because and and according, and it even comes down to that part where she's literally lying to herself. The cold never bothered me anyway. Well, the temperature may not have, but the fact that you were controlling cold did yeah. <laughs> affect you greatly. Yeah, your entire every problem you have in life is because the cold bothered you, in yeah. a sense. So, um, this this is my question. Despite the fact that Elsa is not the villain, even though at one point in development she, she would have been, yes, is "Let It Go" a villain song? It has the kind of feel of "Poor Unfortunate Souls" and "Be Prepared." Yeah, and really, uh, "Hellfire" from uh, *Hunchback of Notre Dame*. If yeah. you've not seen that one, I haven't seen it yet. It's a good movie. Um, it's got that kind of feel to it, but it's not being sung by the quote unquote villain, even though in a sense at that point in the movie. As far as we know, yeah. she is. She's more of a villain to herself, but it's that. Into my mind, that is technically a villain song, even though it's not being sung by a villain. Yeah, and a, kind of a good point where you know, like, is Elsa be like Elsa isn't the villain, but she almost becomes the villain. She gets very close. to she being gets the villain. The, she gets to the edge of becoming a villain. Right. And in fact, admittedly, I think I have transferred us into talking about the music, which I have a couple things. Okay, go for it. Um. You, Let's jump back to the beginning to the song I never hear anybody ever talk about. Okay. 
which is a uh, frozen heart. It's the one with the guy singing at the very oh, beginning about uh, born of cold and winter air and mountain rain combining this icy force, both foul and fair has a frozen heart worth mining cut through the heart, cold and clear strike for love and strike for fear. There's beauty and there's danger here. Splits the ice apart. Beware the frozen heart. By the way, anytime I read music, be, feel free to put, do, be my company. That, that was kind of awesome. You're welcome. Uh, anyway, back into that. What I was talking about there. Um, that I barely remembered this song existed when I went to go rewatch it. Uh-huh. And I remember knowing already knowing how the movie is. I was listening to those lyrics and going. They just told the entire movie in about eight line, about ten lines. Yes, exactly. Not coming right on set, but uh, the way the movie ends, so when you get right down to it, the way that solves everything is for Elsa's frozen heart is yeah. broken apart. Yeah, and but it's Anna's frozen heart that they had to beware mm-hmm. because that was going to be the uh, you know we didn't want Anna to die because she was essentially the protagonist. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the next one I wanted. to hit uh, you've already talked about let it go so i'm going to skip that one i want to get to what might be my favorite song okay and it's Olaf's song <laughs> in summer which is funny because i really don't like olaf as a character myself yeah he's kind of an annoying character a lot of his jokes like uh oh what was it at some point they talk about how and also i don't have, I a, don't skull. have a skull or bones, bones. <laughs> I remember watching going, why did you just say that? This doesn't even fit what they're actually talking about. Yeah. Olaf, but, Olaf is more be like, to me, when I first watched it, I was like, man, he's annoying. Yeah. He's annoying. He's a pain in the neck. And all he does is kind of like just point our characters to... He's the comedic relief. Is yeah. He's essentially a, and, yes. the entire point of his character. And admittedly, I'm not a big fan of how his comedy works. Yeah. Except in the one song he has. Yeah. So... Take it away. So you get a couple lines at the beginning that says... Really? I'm guessing you don't have much experience with heat. Obviously, nope. Kristoff's in the end. Olaf says, nope. But sometimes I like to close my eyes and imagine what it'd be like when summer does come. Bees will buzz. Kids blow dandelion fuzz. And I'm doing whatever snow does in summer. A drink in my hand. My snow up against the burning sand. Probably getting gorgeously tanned in summer. Of course, I'm sitting here thinking, what would that actually, what would tanned snow actually <laughs> look like? My guess is what happens when you put a marshmallow, ironically, considering yes. the other snowman's <laughs> name is marshmallow. marshmallow. When you put a, when you put a marshmallow and you roast it over a fire, it's kind of what I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah. Even though it's not going to tan. But anyway, no. that's beside the point. Uh, back to what I was going to. Yes. I'll finally see a summer breeze blow away a winter storm. And find out what happens to solid water when it gets warm. (laughs) And I can't wait to see what my buddies all think of me in summer. Just imagine how cooler I'll be in summer. The hot and cold are both so intense. Put them together, it just makes sense. And then the best one in the whole thing. Winter's a good time to stay in and cuddle, but put me in summer and I'll be a happy snowman. I'm thinking, you're an idiot. That's what you are. <laughs> but it, it, that kind of wordplay just gets to me, yeah. you know? And um, I like to hold on to my dream of relaxing in the summer sun, sun, just letting off steam. That's probably the closest thing he's actually said to what would actually happen. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, the sky will be blue, and you guys will be there too, 
when I finally do what frozen things do, do and Anna was there when he finally started doing what frozen yes, things do did. in summer. Uh, yeah. And then, of course, Kristoff says, I'm going to tell him. Don't you dare. <laughs> Which, and that's the thing. I thought Kristoff was going to be on my side about hating Olaf. <laughs> he's the only one who's actually worried about it. He's, he's like, I gotta tell him. Yeah, <laughs> Somebody's gonna like, tell him. Like, he's walking into disaster. I need to help this little yeah. guy. It's like, he's so innocent, I can't just let him melt. But yeah. that's before we recognize what the actual uh, thing is of the show, which I'll get to that later. Yeah. A little side note, when you when you started talking about, you know, the the, the rhyming and everything kind of mm-hmm. worked, it reminded me of the songs from Little Mermaid. And yeah. with uh, Howard Ashman, the guy who wrote those songs. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, just the the wordplay and how fun it was and be like, you know, remember under the sea and, yeah. uh, downwards uh, wetter, downwards better. Take it from me. Yeah, exactly. This beautiful playing on words. This mm-hmm. is like, I never thought of that when, you know, when you just said that, I was just like, that sounds like a Howard Ashman song, which oddly enough, he was the one who, who did a uh, little shop of horrors. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've still not seen that one. I mean, that to, one's but... an interesting, that's an interesting movie. I remember watching mm-hmm. it as a kid. That was a nutty film. And of course, just kind of jumping ahead, Olaf is the one, the character I hate the most, is the one who actually gives the moral of the story. He's the only one that actually says it, in my yeah. opinion. And that's, some people are worth melting, melting for. Yes. I just love... maybe not right now. <laughs> yeah, maybe just not this second. <laughs> oh, gosh. And then, of course, I did want to talk about Hans. Mm-hmm. Might be my favorite villain. Yes. Because... For two-thirds of the movie, no, three-quarters of the movie, you don't even know he's the villain. Yeah. But you watch it a second time, and you can see you start every single conniving thing he did yeah. to get where he wanted yeah. to. And that, and admittedly, one of the things I do love about this movie is it does turn the Disney Princess movie genre on its head. Yeah. Because the character who's supposed to be Prince Charming isn't. Yeah. The character who's supposed to be the comedic relief... And just the happy-go-lucky dumb guy that's wrong for the ride. Because that's in every one tune, it yeah. seems. He's actually the one who is in love with her. And the actual... Of course, the big thing about this is that only an act of true love yeah. can solve everything. Yeah, it can thaw a frozen heart. Right. And of course, they even play like, oh, it's got to be true love's kiss. Because that's what it is in all the Disney princess mm-hmm. stuff. Uh-huh. Like with... Sleeping Beauty, that's the only thing that'll wake her up. Snow White's the same way. Uh-huh. And, of course, that's where they're leading you towards. Uh-huh. Even to the point where you get to the troll song, and it's like, oh, we gotta get together, yada da true love's kiss, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. Everyone's a fixer-upper, which, by the way, that actually tells them how to fix it, too. When mm-hmm. uh, they say, uh, throw, one of the lines is, uh, I can't remember, I have to look it up now, but essentially, <laughs> throw a little love their way, and anyone will yeah, you'll, you'll will bring, be, you'll bring, bring out the best. Their best. Yeah. So that, that's in there, too. But let me ask you this. Whose love actually thawed the frozen heart? Was it Elsa or Anna's? Anna's. <laughs> it was Anna's. It was Anna's. It was Because honest. it wasn't her frozen thaw- heart that needed thawing. It was Elsa's frozen Isn't heart. Exactly. And that will go over most people's heads, I yeah, think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, kind of, you know, kind of playing on this uh, this idea that Elsa herself is literally controlled by her fear. Mm-hmm. Be like, that is her life in a nutshell. Yeah, even in my notes, be like, uh, you know, her idea that, like, you know, she's lived in isolation her entire life. We're kind mm-hmm. of re- rehashing that. But it was Elsa not be like, oh, I, if, I, if I just get away, if I just get away from everybody, mm-hmm. it'll be fine. That's yeah. basically, you're running away from your fears. Well, yeah, you're running away from the problem. You're not solving it. Yeah. And most of them, like, for us, be like, we had that problem. 
mm-hmm. if we... That's almost the human condition in a nutshell is we're all running away from the problem. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we, 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 we can't escape the storm. We can't escape mm-hmm. the curse. And it's not until uh, Elsa learned... Or, lied to at this point yeah you know, that's far from it yeah but she where hans tells her you know her sister's dead it's not to that point that the storm literally stops yeah and she has time to consider what's happening yeah her heart but literally I, breaks at that right it's it's literally breaking at that point and her inability to actually move at that point nearly gets her killed which is what allows anna anna <laughs> this is horrible <laughs> anna to jump in there and save elsa yeah at the same time, sacrificing your life in order just to... Right. Which she, become, she becomes... That the, is the act of truth. Her sacrificing... Okay, I'm going to have to bring up a Bible verse. Go for it. Because it's, it's it fits perfectly. And I don't remember where this is. Uh, if you would look it up, it's the verse where it says, uh, uh, to lay one's life down I'm for their friends friend. is the greatest show of love, or something yes. to that effect. Yes. Okay, what was that ver- verse, Jacob? First John 3. 1 John 3, 16. By this we know love, that he lay lay down his life for us. We ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. It's not the exact verse I was thinking of, but that's close enough. Yeah, it's close enough. Um, I don't remember where that other verse I was thinking of was. I'm sure our friends will tell us. <laughs> yeah. But um, that just kind of sums up the whole movie right there, in my yeah. opinion. Um, yeah. You're... you're someone's willingness to do something beyond themselves. Yeah. Because we also be like, as human beings, we have this problem be like, it's about us. It's yeah. about us. We're very selfish people. We're, we are very selfish. And so the, the idea that if you have a brother, you have a sibling that, which I don't, but I have, yeah, I, do. I, I have uh, brothers in Christ. So that one counts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I have two younger brothers. I have two younger sisters who, even though I'd be like, I am the smallest mm-hmm. of my brothers and I'm the oldest. Be like, if they were in danger, I would be, I'd mm-hmm. be, I would lay my life down, you know, for them in a heartbeat. Yeah. It, it was, it was kind of like a, uh, and well, go it's kind of interesting that you brought that up. It brought to my mind. Hans has 12 older brothers who are pretty much going to beat his butt when they get back to. Exactly. <laughs> and that in, in itself is a show of love because they're correcting his mistakes. Exactly. That nearly cost them their relationship with Arendelle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hold I on. think we've gotten to the end of our discussion. Yeah. Unless just, you've got something else to yeah, bring up. It was, um, yeah, it was kind of like the, the line that which uh, Olaf, one of his best lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, love is putting someone else's needs before your own, before yeah. yours, and it's just it's, it, and that's like right before the the melting line. Yeah, the, yeah, the basically the climax of the movie. Yeah, uh, I'm just making sure I didn't leave anything out I wanted to talk about that's important. Oh, there's one little interesting cameo. Okay, that I wanted to bring up. Okay, but in order to ask that, I need to ask you a little interesting question. Where were Anna and Elsa's parents going when they when the in the boat when when it went down. Ah, good one. Far, just your just your opinion. Far as I understand, they were probably going to Rapunzel and Ryder's wedding. Ryder's wedding. And you want to know why that is? Because Rapunzel and Ryder are in, in the, the mo- in the movie. The, yes, and and Rapunzel's in her post haircut look yeah. right outside the door right during uh, the first time through a uh, first time in forever. Yeah, I tell I I didn't notice that until until uh. Until I was watching it this time, and I'm yeah. looking, going, that purple dress looks familiar. And I know why I didn't notice it the first time because I hadn't seen Tangled. Yeah, but I first saw Frozen. Oh, okay. So, and that's the other thing. Since you do, ha- we do have that connection. Mm-hmm. I noticed there's a couple other 
a smaller connections that kind of connects those two movies together. Yeah. They both have horses and reindeer yeah. that are obviously intelligent, but don't speak. Yeah. <laughs> so, and there's a couple other little minor things. I think they actually are in the same universe. Hmm. So. Won't be uh, in Kingdom Hearts, but. Yeah. <laughs> okay, along, the, along those same lines, be like, what happened to Elsa and Anna's parents after the shipwreck? Uh, that may come up in Frozen 2, I'm kind of guessing, because... My, our assumption, of course, is that they pass because really, yeah. What else? The ship goes down. As far as anyone knows, there's no survivors because no one actually witnessed the ship going down. Mm-hmm. They probably just saw the wreckage of the ship on the water after the storm. Yeah, they could be alive. They may not be. Yeah, alive. Well, be like I'm going to tie you. As far as I know, the two short things, the Olaf's Frozen Adventure and Frozen Fever, yeah. which I've not, I've only seen one of those two. I don't think they go into any of that. Mm. But they, you wouldn't. That'd be a big enough thing you would save for yeah. a sequel. Okay, one of the co-directors of the film was Chris Buck. Mm-hmm. One of the films he did before that was Tarzan. And so... And that's an okay movie. Yeah. So apparently, fans, after the movie came out, started thinking, okay, what if... Are you saying that Tarzan is Anna and Elsa's half-brother? Yes. That doesn't work. According to Chris do Buck, want, it do is. Do you want to know why it doesn't work? Why? If you actually go and look at the uh, the treehouse that was where they built all that up. Yeah. Outside of a couple little cameo things that are beside the point. <laughs> the technology of that, in that area, would are, is too advanced for 30 years prior to the rest of the movie. Okay. For it to be of the same time frame of Frozen. Okay. It's not, admittedly, you're talking about, uh, I, I think, I, I could be wrong, but I think it's not a shipwreck that Crash Lands puts in there. It's a airplane crash. No, it was a shipwreck. It was a shipwreck? It's been it was, a while since I've seen Tarzan. Yeah, it was a shipwreck. But, I, and I'd have to look at it again, but I bet you it's not a sailing ship. I bet, because that's the thing is, Tarzan I, takes place like in the 30s. At least that's when the uh, live action sh- uh, shorts were from back in the day. Oh, okay. came out back in the day. I am assuming it's around. The, it's still the early ni- the early nineteen hundreds. Yeah, is my assumption. And as far as we can tell, or assume. Yeah. Uh, Arendelle and uh, Corona. That's the name of Rapunzel's. Yes. <laughs> that's at le- that would at least equal somewhere around the seventeen hundreds. Yeah. And then one last little nail in the coffin. The globe is of the Earth, our Earth, yeah. of which Arendelle and Corona don't exist. Well, yeah, but this is more like the the Disney world of... Maybe, but Earth. I'm still our saying world. it doesn't fit. Yeah, I, I, I'm I, gonna have... To, and, and last but not least, Tarzan's legality issue, because it's yes. the character is owned by the Edgar Rice Burroughs estate. Mm-hmm. Disney has a hard time doing even merchandise for that movie anymore because of that. Uh, that world has... Yeah, I'm a big Kingdom Hearts person, which yeah. we'll get into a lot more. Their Tarzan world has not appeared since the first game because of legal issues. So with the with the ownership of the characters, because it's still owned by the estate. It's not like Peter Pan, where well, let's say Peter Pan will give it. That, that, that was people will give that those rights out to anybody, <laughs> right? It's not like uh, Disney's not made the money. So yeah, but according to and Tarzan, I don't think did well. But anyway, yeah. It didn't, it didn't do that well. It didn't do mm-hmm. that well. But according to Chris Buck, the one of the original directors for Tarzan, mm-hmm. said yes, those two movies are the two movies are connected. Well, maybe that's, maybe, that's maybe what it he, is. That's maybe, what he says. Yeah. So if it is in his mind, I can go with that. But I'm thinking just the 
evidence in the movies, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, that's to that. That's understandable. Plus, Tarzan does appear to be... Well, he does appear to be British. He does not appear to be Scandinavian. Which, obviously, uh, the king and queen are more Scandinavian. <laughs> so there is that. Anyway, mm. I think that does reach us to the end. So, what is our final verdict on oh, this yeah. movie? Frozen is not my favorite Disney movie. In fact, I think I would even throw a couple Disney princess movies over it besides just Tangled. Um, it is a very good movie, and yeah. I think most of the issues I still have with it from a purely subjective standpoint yeah. is because the movie was ran into the ground to the point where I don't think it deserved all the praise it got. I'll gotcha. put it that way. Uh, from a, Objectively, I think it was done very well. They did a very good animation. This, yeah. Almost all the songs are good. There's a couple I'm not too hip on. If I'm giving it a score, I'm saying it's a 7 out of 10. And I kind of look at 7s as, it's good, it's fun, it's just not great that makes sense yeah that makes perfect sense going by that same same scale rolling i would probably score just a little bit higher mm-hmm. a little bit higher because i've watched it three times in theaters <laughs> yeah uh i would probably you, you've watched it in theaters the same amount of times i've watched it period <laughs> <laughs> i would probably give it an eight probably okay. an eight. it's 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 a great film it's got a good story yes it has been run into the ground and so many parents have got headaches over mm. their children singing Let It Go and you want to build snowman. But with all that said, be like, it's still an amazing film. Yeah. So maybe for me, I'm going to give it a solid eight. Okay. So with this being a family-friendly podcast, mm-hmm. would we recommend Frozen to a family? I would, but I would not recommend the soundtrack because that'll get annoying real quick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And like like we said before, many parents are probably screaming at us like, why are you doing Frozen again? Our kids are going to be singing all these songs over and over again. Thank well, you very much. It's not like it hasn't been in my head for the past week. You must suffer as well. <laughs> <laughs> but, and I'm not kidding. The, over the, since we actually decided to, you know, finalizing when to watch the movie and get ready to record the podcast, I can't tell you how many times Frozen has actually come up in some form or fashion over the past week. Uh-huh. I don't know if it's because I was listening for it. It just happened. Yes. Part of that, admittedly, is because uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 is going to have a frozen world and that comes mm-hmm. up, but still. Yeah, can't you tell Drew is a gamer? I am a nerd. <laughs> Same here. Okay, so, uh, yeah, I would say it's a family-friendly film. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, I would definitely agree with you that Frozen is definitely one of those films you definitely watch with your kids. It's not one of those films you have to worry about that, like, oh, this is going to happen mm-hmm. because it's Disney. Yeah. Minus if it's a black cauldron. <laughs> and then you might have to worry a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I would say, just as a little addendum, rent the movie. Don't own it. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> just a- so that you don't have to watch it every day. Oh, okay. Yes. If you are a family, yes, rent it. <laughs> Yeah. Or keep it hidden very far, far away on the very top shelf where the little ones can't get in until they're older. Yes. And then they can go back and watch it when they're older. It's like, and they, that wasn't as fun as I thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, it's it's definitely a family recommendation mm-hmm. to the hilt. Yes. Is, is it now that we pick the next movie? Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay, so... Because this, since this is the first episode, I should explain, because we are doing something a little bit different than I think most podcasts do. Yeah. We have each picked three movies that we would like to review next. But just so that we, maybe in an act of fairness, 
maybe just for a little bit of randomness, a little bit of fun. Keep us on our toes. <laughs> yes, that too. We have assigned each one of these movies a number, a one through six. We will roll a dice, and whichever number comes up is the movie we're going to review. So, before, and since Frozen was technically Jacob's choice, I get to roll the dice this week. <laughs> okay, so before we do that, why don't we tell our audience what movies we have I, on... I was getting to that, actually. Okay. <laughs> so, your first pick was Anastasia. Mm-hmm. My first pick was Batman Return of the Caped Crusaders. Actually, yours was one, mine was two. Number three, which is yours, is Tangled. Tangled. Number four, which is me, is the Lego movie. Mm-hmm. Which number I have not f- seen yet. Number five for it was yours. How to it- Train a- How to Train Your Dragon. Yes. And last but not least, my number six. I'm at number six, I have The Girl Who Leapt Through Time. Which is an anime, by the way. Eh, I wanna you gotta broaden people's eyes. Exactly. That's my excuse. So, time to roll the dice. And it's three, so we're doing Jacob's Tangled. I actually own this one, so I don't have to rent <laughs> yes. this time, so yay. Uh, awesome, that is cool. Yes. So, so our, ne- our next review will be Disney's Tangled. So, uh, that's it as far as I know. Next would be social media plugs. I don't have many, uh, to be honest. Um, of course, there's always our Facebook group, which is going to be going live around the release of the first episode. Okay. It's a closed group. Uh, all you have to pretty much do is ask to join and we'll add it. It's just to make sure we don't get any weird bots. Okay. Uh, it's, it's just a general discussion group on Facebook to uh, talk about. And just uh, search for the Cellcast and you should be able to find it. Okay. And where you can find me, you can find me on Facebook at Jacob B. Heron. And you can also find me on my personal art page of Jacob's Daily Art Corner, where I try and try to draw something each and every day because I love to draw and that's just who I am. Uh, other than that, I think that's you know where I'm at. Okay. Uh, the only other thing I've got is uh, you can find me on also on Facebook under uh, Drew Dodgen. That's all I've got it under. That's a D-O-D-G-E-N. I'm spelling it that way because people can't spell my last name for some no. reason. Yeah. <laughs> Nor can they spell heron, which is H-E-R-O-N. Like so, the bird, uh, and, not the fish. And I am working on getting a DeviantArt set up to show my photographs because that's really a lot of what I do for my spare time is photography. Yeah. So I don't have that quite set up yet, but look for that in the near future. Yeah. And there may be another project I'm working on, we'll see. Okay. Uh, so... That's all I've got. Yeah, I've got, uh, I'm possibly working on a uh, possible comic, possibly webcomic in the... Boy, we've got similar ideas. <laughs> yeah, in, 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 the, in, the, in the near future. Uh, not to give anything away, it's just going to be more of a story. Um, it's going to be an adventure story of discovery. Okay. Yeah, so be like, we both have projects that are in... In progress, in the but, progress. and mine's not far enough along to even talk about yet. Yeah, mine mine isn't either, because I'm still on the, you know, still on the right, and... Uh, I might be doing this with a with a co-writer because I be frank, I'm not much of a writer. Anyway, I mm-hmm. guess that is going to be it for the first episode of the Cellcast, or the first full episode of the Cellcast, I should say. Uh, so I've been Drew. This is Jacob. I'll just do it. I'll get you gadgets next time. <laughs> Winter's a good time to stay in and cuddle, but put me in summer and I'll be a... 
Happy snowman! When life gets rough, I like to hold on to my dream of relaxing in the summer sun, just letting off steam. Next time on The Cellcast. Do you like to cook? Do you like self-defense? Do you need a new device that can achieve both? I've been dreaming about them my entire life! Do we have the product for you? Voila! It's the new ultimate frying pan. <laughs> this searing, conking, smacking masterpiece is 12 inches of awesome. <laughs> Yay! That wasn't even the best part. <laughs> What's the best part? Take it from me. You've seen normal cooking devices, but this bad boy is better than ever. <laughs> Pans. Who knew, right? Pans going fast. Call now. Oh, mama, I have got to get me one of these. Ouch. You should know that this is the strangest thing I've ever done. How about two out of three?